Hello there. It's another day and another episode of the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast. Today is October 13th. My name is David McAdam, and I'm happy to serve as your host as we continue to read through the Bible this year. This is a good, healthy habit, and it grounds you in the whole counsel of God and can be instrumental in bringing your affections, attitudes, and actions into alignment with God's will. Jeremiah had to be courageous and thick-skinned as he delivered his prophecies before the kings, priests, and leaders of Judah. His continual calls to repentance and faith failed to turn the nation back to the Lord. This was not Jeremiah's fault, but due to the hardness of the people's hearts. Jeremiah was born during the days of wicked King Manasseh. He was called to prophesy at the age of 14, although the Lord had appointed him a prophet to the nations from before his birth, even while he was in the womb. He began his ministry by prophesying to King Josiah, and then later to King Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah. He warned them of the consequences of their ongoing rebellion and idolatries. The southern kingdom would fall to the Babylonians. Jeremiah would live to see the horrors he predicted come to pass. His people would be destroyed by famine and the sword. The temple would be destroyed and the people carried away to Babylon. Today, we will read Jeremiah's prophecies before the kings. We will also hear his prophecies of the future king of kings, the righteous branch, the Messiah. We will be starting our 14th book of the New Testament today, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. Once again, Paul will address those who had questions about eschatology, the study of the last things, particularly the day of the Lord. But first, let's pick up where we left off yesterday in the Old Testament, the book of Jeremiah. We are in Jeremiah chapter 22, beginning with verse 1, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Thus says the Lord, Go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, O king of Judah, who sits on the throne of David, you and your servants and your people who enter these gates. Thus says the Lord, Do justice and righteousness, and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, and do no wrong or violence to the resident alien, the fatherless, and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. For if you will indeed obey this word, then there shall enter the gates of this house kings who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their servants and their people. But if you will not obey these words, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. For thus says the Lord concerning the house of the king of Judah, You are like Gilead to me, like the summit of Lebanon, yet surely I will make you a desert, an uninhabited city. I will prepare destroyers against you, each with his weapons, and they shall cut down your choicest cedars and cast them into the fire. And many nations will pass by this city, and every man will say to his neighbor, Why has the Lord dealt thus with this great city? And they will answer, Because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and worshipped other gods and served them. Weep not for him who is dead, nor grieve for him, but weep bitterly for him who goes away, for he shall return no more to see his native land. Message to the Sons of Josiah For thus says the Lord concerning Shalom, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, 
who reigned instead of Josiah his father, and who went away from this place. He shall return here no more, but in the place where they carried him captive, there he shall die, and he shall never see this land again. Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness, and his upper rooms by injustice, who makes his neighbor serve him for nothing, and does not give him his wages, who says, I will build myself a great house with spacious upper rooms, who cuts out windows for it, paneling it with cedar and painting it with vermilion. Do you think you are a king because you compete in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. Then it was well. Is not this to know me? declares the Lord. But you have eyes and heart only for your dishonest gain, for shedding innocent blood, and for practicing oppression and violence. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, They shall not lament for him, saying, Ah, my brother, or Ah, sister. They shall not lament for him, saying, Ah, Lord, or Ah, his majesty. With the burial of a donkey he shall be buried, dragged and dumped beyond the gates of Jerusalem. Go up to Lebanon and cry out, and lift up your voice in Bashan, cry out from Abarim, for all your lovers are destroyed. I spoke to you in your prosperity, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth, that you have not obeyed my voice. The wind shall shepherd all your shepherds, and your lovers shall go into captivity. Then you will be ashamed and confounded because of all your evil. O inhabitant of Lebanon, nested among the cedars, how you will be pitied when pangs come upon you, pain as of a woman in labor. As I live, declares the Lord, though Caniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet ring on my right hand, yet I would tear you off and give you into the hand of those who seek your life, into the hand of those of whom you are afraid, even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of the Chaldeans. I will hurl you, and the mother who bore you, into another country, where you were not born, and there you shall die. But to the land to which they will long to return, there they shall not return. Is this man, Coniah, a despised broken pot, a vessel no one cares for? Why are he and his children hurled and cast into a land that they do not know? O oh, land, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Write this man down as childless, a man who shall not succeed in his days. For none of his offspring shall succeed in sitting on the throne of David and ruling again in Judah. Chapter 23 The Righteous Branch Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people, You have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them, who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. 
Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, As the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. The next section is labeled Lying Prophets in the ESV. Concerning the Prophets My heart is broken within me, all my bones shake. I am like a drunken man, like a man overcome by wine, because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers, because of the curse the land mourns, and the pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Their course is evil, and their might is not right. Both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house I have found their evil, declares the Lord. Therefore their way shall be to them like slippery paths in the darkness, into which they shall be driven and fall. For I will bring disaster upon them in the year of their punishment, declares the Lord. In the prophets of Samaria I saw an unsavory thing. They prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel astray. But in the prophets of Jerusalem I have seen a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from his evil. All of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with bitter food, and give them poisoned water to drink. For from the prophets of Jerusalem ungodliness has gone out into all the land. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster shall come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word, or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back, until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days you will understand it clearly. And this concludes our reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Today's reading in the book of Jeremiah looks beyond the failure of the unrighteous kings of Israel and Judah to the promised king, the righteous branch, the Messiah, where the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel had failed. Jesus would succeed. He is the true king of the Jews. With holy boldness, Jeremiah walks right into King Jehoiakim's palace and calls him to keep the commands of God and rule righteously. If not, none of his descendants will sit on the throne. Jeremiah prophesies against him. Thus says the Lord, Write this man down childless, a man who will not prosper in his days, for no man of his descendants will prosper sitting on the throne of David or ruling again in Judah. Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 30. 
This prophecy, also known as the curse on Jeconiah, was fulfilled as Jehoiakim, that is Jeconiah, was the last of his line, the branch of Solomon, to sit on the throne of David. But how then could Jesus qualify as the Messiah, the son of David, if no descendant of Jeconiah can sit on the throne? It is true that Jesus of Nazareth's stepfather Joseph was a descendant of Jehoiakim, also called Jeconiah, in Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 24, and Matthew chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. However, Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus. Both Mary and Joseph were descendants on the family tree of King David, but Mary was a descendant on the branch of David's son Nathan, and therefore was not a descendant of David through the unrighteous branch of Jeconiah, in Luke chapter 3, verse 31. This fact is consistent with the claim of the virgin birth. Other Bible scholars point out that the curse on Jeconiah was temporary, that is, it was in effect only during Jehoiakim's lifetime, and it affected only his immediate family. It is recorded that Jehoiakim was later released from prison in Babylon and shown favor by Nebuchadnezzar's son. 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 27 and 28 read, Now it came about in the thirty-seventh year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, that Evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the year that he became king, released Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from prison, and he spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the throne of the kings who were with him in Babylon. Some point out that the curse seems to be reversed in that Jeconiah's grandson, Zerubbabel, prospered and ruled, and that the prophet Haggai used words that were the opposite of Jeremiah 22, verse 24. Notice the contrast. Jeremiah chapter 22, verse 24 reads, As I live, declares the Lord, even though Kaniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were a signet ring on my right hand, yet I would pull you off. In Haggai chapter 2, verse 23, we read, On that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, son of Sheatile, my servant, declares the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord of hosts. Whether or not this means a reversal of the curse upon Kaniah, we do not know for sure. Jeremiah pronounces judgment upon the false shepherds of Judah in Jeremiah chapter 23. They have wounded, scattered, and destroyed the sheep. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 1. But God has promised a good shepherd. God himself would be the good shepherd. In Jeremiah 23 verse 3. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their pasture, and they will be fruitful and multiply. I will also raise up shepherds over them, and they will tend them, and they will not be afraid any longer, nor be terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. In the New Testament church, Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd, commissions and establishes through the Holy Spirit under-shepherds to feed, tend, and protect his sheep. In John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, Acts chapter 20, verses 28 and 29, and 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Whereas Israel's kings, prophets, and teachers were false and evil shepherds, Jesus would be the good shepherd in John chapter 10, verse 11 and 14. Where Israel was a false vine in Isaiah chapter 5, Jesus would be the true vine 
in John chapter 15, verse 1, whereas King Jehoiakim and other descendants of Solomon proved to be an unrighteous branch in the offspring of David. Jesus would be the righteous branch. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely, and this is his name by which he will be called, the Lord our Righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 5 and 6. This wonderful name of the Lord indicates that all that Jesus is and all that he did is on behalf of those who believe on him. He is not just the righteous Lord. He is the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 6 and Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 16. In the New Testament we read, But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. From Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 9 through to verse 40, Jeremiah prophesies against the false prophets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who are prophesying to you. They are leading you into futility. They speak a vision of their own imagination, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, The Lord has said, You will have peace. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say, Calamity will not come to you. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 16 and 17. These warnings about false prophets apply to us today. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. We must test all that we hear with what is written in Scripture. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. What do they say about Jesus Christ? Is he proclaimed as the second person of the Trinity and given the preeminence in all things? Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. What do they say about the sinful condition of man and the need for the only Savior? In Romans chapter 3, verse 23. What do they say about Christ's death on the cross? In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 5. Did he provide atonement through his shed blood? In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Does his saving work provide peace with God and peace in the heart, or do we need to look elsewhere? Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, John chapter 14, verse 27, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. What do they say about his bodily resurrection, ascension, and promise to return to establish God's kingdom? What do they say about the redeemed people of God? Do they love what Christ loves? In 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. False prophecies like the serpent's lie in Genesis chapter 3, often contain a portion of the truth, but in a twisted, manipulated form, where it is added to or diminished, taken out of context, and mixed into a distortion of the genuine. False prophets appear to represent the mind of God, but prophesy out of their own imaginations and dreams rather than God's revelation through the Word. Jesus points out that by their fruit you will know them. Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 through 20. They do not live by the principles of God's word. They tend to be arrogant and self-serving. They appeal to the desires of their audience, say what people want to hear. They water down the truth of God's word to make it more palatable to their hearers. They accommodate the evil practices of the culture, 
subtly compromising God's word. They ignore the reality of human accountability, the imminence of judgment, and the need for repentance and saving faith in Christ. The true word of God is grain. The false word is straw. The prophet who has a dream may relate his dream, but let him who has my word speak my word in truth. What does straw have in common with grain, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 28. Now let's travel to new territory. We start a new book today in our reading from the New Testament, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians, beginning with verse 1 and reading through to verse 12. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed because our testimony to you was believed. To this end we also pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this concludes our reading from the New Testament. Paul writes his second letter to the Thessalonians shortly after his first, while he is still in Corinth, in 49-51 through 51 A.D. In the first letter, he was careful to affirm and encourage them in their faith, love, and hope. He encouraged them to live lives that are pleasing to God and to patiently wait for the coming of the Lord. They should not be anxious about the future of those who die in the Lord as if they will miss out on the benefits of Christ's return. He explains that the dead in Christ will rise first. They will experience the kingdom firsthand. They will not miss out. Paul learned that the Thessalonians had received his first letter and that they were encouraged and were still growing in their faith. However, false teachers were leading them astray concerning the second coming. Some believed that the Lord had already returned, but in a mystical way, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Some, perhaps in anticipation of the Lord's return, were becoming idle, quitting their jobs, and waiting for the end of the world, in chapter 3, verses 6 through 15. This phenomenon has occurred in Christian circles in various parts of the world throughout church history, even in our lifetimes. So Paul was constrained by the Holy Spirit to write a second letter to bring further encouragement and correction. 
It is a letter written to encourage believers to continue in the Apostles' doctrine. So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 15 We learn that the persecution against the church at Thessalonica had continued from the first day when Paul and Silas originally planted it. Paul assures them that relief and vindication is coming. When? At the second coming, in 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 7. Paul speaks of hell as eternal destruction in chapter 1, verse 9, away from the presence of God. It is the fate of those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus in chapter 1, verse 8. But he also reminds believers that their sure reward is that Christ will be glorified in them. Paul gives us another example of a great prayer request. Let us pray this prayer for our brothers and sisters. To this end also we pray for you always that our God will count you worthy of your calling and fulfill every desire for goodness and the work of faith with power so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified in you and you in Him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And now for today's reading from the book of Psalms, Psalm 83, verses 1 through 18. O God, do not keep silence. A song. A Psalm of Asaph Psalm 83 O God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make an uproar. Those who hate you have raised their heads. They lay crafty plans against your people. They consult together against your treasured ones. They say, Come, let us wipe them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. For they conspire with one accord. Against you they make a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre, Ashur also has joined them. They are the strong arm of the children of Lot. Do to them as you did to Midian, as to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take possession for ourselves of the pastures of God. O oh my God, make them like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind, as fire consumes the forest, As the flame sets the mountains ablaze, so may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the Most High over all the earth. In Psalm 83, The singer calls for help. He is singing of the persecution, the isolation, and the ill will of enemies who surround him. He asks the Lord to do for him what only he can do. He does not do this for the preservation or the glory of self, but that men will seek the name of the Lord. Psalm 83, verse 16. That they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the Most High over all the earth. 
And now let's move on to today's reading from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 25, verses 11 through 14. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of a gift he does not give. It is not just what we say, it is how we say it. Your words may offer apples of gold, but be sure to offer them in settings of silver. Gold speaks of what is godly. Silver speaks of what is redemptive. May we give and receive truth lovingly and redemptively. May we be messengers who refresh rather than those who are unreliable or a pain. Let us be good newsers. Will you join me in prayer? O faithful God, you have brought forth on our behalf the righteous branch, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lord our righteousness. He is all that we need, and we are determined that He is to have the preeminence in all things, that you might be glorified. We thank you for your promises and for the prospect of our future reign with Christ in your kingdom. Thank you for reminding us of history's destination, that there is the reality of a heaven to seek and a hell to shun. We pray that we will be faithful to share the good news by calling all we can to repentance and faith. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, that concludes today's part of our Bible tour, and we, God willing, will be with you tomorrow to continue. If you have any questions or comments, don't be shy. Feel free to contact us by email, writing podcast at newlife.org. And if you would like a written copy of our commentary on each day's Bible reading, you can subscribe to a free daily email by going to our website, newlife.org. And there you can also learn more about the ministries of New Life Community Church. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.